What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up, everyone? Thank y'all for joining me with Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo, and I would love to wish everyone, everyone, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Not only is Christmas on a Friday, ladies and gentlemen, but even better, it makes an extended weekend for everyone. But hey, man, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, It's Christmas Day. I'm looking so forward to seeing what Santa brought my kids today. Obviously, I know everyone is looking forward to seeing what Santa has brought for their loved ones, kids, grandkids, nephews, cousins, stuff like that. I mean, regardless of everything that's been going on this year, Christmas still came. Christmas still was pretty strong, and I felt like Christmas meant more this year than most years because obviously we're being more appreciative of what we got now and obviously the christmas lights have been going out more the everybody putting up their trees even a little bit earlier now even me usually i get on to my wife non-stop about going to put a christmas tree up super early my wife would literally want to put a christmas tree up around literally almost the end of october if she could and i'm always like no december 1st at least just give me december 1st and then we'll put it up this year we actually caved in and actually put it up right after thanksgiving uh so obviously i was missing the christmas blues this year because going on with 2020 with everything with covid just with all this craziness that has been going on in the world obviously some sudden news from two weeks ago from me from a good old friend uh it's just it was much needed and um obviously i know not i'm not just speaking on me i'm just i know anyone that's had something we've all went through some very tough losses this year but we got christmas we're gonna spend it with our loved ones and we're gonna enjoy it and i'm gonna just be appreciative and thankful for my family my loved ones and most importantly man this podcast like buzzing with marlo has grown so much and i can't fathom to just say thank y'all to all y'all man i remember like i said i started this in april didn't think i no idea what was gonna come out of this and for us only eight months in and and i already get on iheart radio is outrageously amazing uh I'm speechless on some things on it. I mean, it's such a huge achievement to me. Obviously, with my wrestling background, I I treated that iHeartRadio gig like, or I treat any of the platforms that we're played on like a championship belt. So obviously, I feel like I'm I'm going really well with a nice little title run. So obviously, we're not gonna let y'all disappoint y'all today on this Christmas special. Today, I'm gonna be joined with John Paragon. John Paragon works for Microsoft. John Paragon, uh. This man's got a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs, and I know what y'all are thinking. Y'all are thinking, man, so this guy basically works every day, all day, every day. No, and we're going to talk about that. John works four hours a day. Yeah, four hours a day. Space that out a little bit and let y'all just picture that a little bit. All these jobs that John has, 
he works four hours a day. He doesn't believe in working the nine to five. He doesn't believe in working eight to ten hours. He says that it's very exhausting and he doesn't like it. So he works four hours a day. And yeah, we're going to discuss about that. We're going to discuss about John's hobby of racing. Um, and we're going to just talk about some, and we're just going to shoot the breeze and talk about some good old lifestyle from from the UK. Obviously, some of the experiences that he has witnessed and he is going through, obviously, with the United Kingdom, uh, basically still on lockdown due to COVID. So obviously, John's hobby of racing has been put on halt because COVID. COVID is still pretty strong it's not really necessarily strong but they're taking serious precaution and obviously are still locked down still very lenient on what they're going to have on some things and, and very strict so obviously with us in the U u.s we need to be appreciative and thankful for that because these people are still on lockdown so and lastly the last thing we're going to discuss about is basically uh what's the future hold for john so when we come back we will be joined with john paragon being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion. I want everyone to go to the website repsports R-E-P-P sports.com and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420 and you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420 and like I said you get 15% off. I know with the hard times in quarantine Honestly, supplements are going to be the best way to go. They've got BCAs. They have the energy drinks. They have pre-workouts, uh, whey proteins and stuff. I would love everyone to go to repsports.com to get and use the promo code AP2420, which is capital letters AP2420, to get 15% off on your first purchase. Thank you all. Joined with John Paragon. Hey, bud. I'm good. Thanks. Can you hear me all right? Oh, yeah. I'm here. Good. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm keeping busy. I've uh, just finished stuffing my face. Had a good Sunday lunch on a Monday, as you do. Uh, but yeah, all good. Hey, man. That's all, that's all that matters. You know, always a good meal. That means you're you ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to keep myself fueled, right? Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, where do I start? This is always an awkward question, right? Um, so <laughs> I like to consider myself a family man. Um, I have three children, 11 years, almost six years and almost one year. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of families. Everything I do is for the family. Um, Hobbies-wise, I recently took up running, which I'm enjoying, surprisingly, because I've tried running a few times over the last 10 years or so, and for some reason I go for a run twice and then decide to quit for whatever reason. But this time around, I've stuck to it, and I'm seeing progress, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I'm a big a big racing fan. I do quite a bit of go-karting myself, and you know I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I'm hoping to do some pro-karting next year, next season, um, which should be fun. Um, it's rather riveting, but it keeps me busy as well. Keeps me away from the office. Keeps me away from work. When I want to go do something, I can go for a quick, a quick blast on the track and have a little battle with somebody. So that's always good fun. Um, I'm a big fan of business. I've always had an interest in in various business projects. Even as a kid, even playing games as a kid, I always played the tycoon games. You know, Lemonade Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon and things like that. I've always been a huge fan of kind of making money and making progress, but over the last over the last five years, I've tried a few a few different things. Um, as of three years ago, I started on the journey to what is now a software development company. It started off completely different to what it is now, but it's kind of transitioned over time. I've just adapted, um, and basically, I own a software development company now that specialises in creating technology that automates the trading process for cryptocurrency traders and forex traders. Um, so the software kind of kind of sits in the middle between the, the clients and my own team of traders that I've hired, which is pretty cool. So I've been doing that for about three years now, but in the last couple of months, I've been working incredibly hard to get to a place where the entire business is 90% automated for me. So from my point of view, so with regards to customer service, 
regards to client onboarding, uh, further software development, you know, we're always adding new features. So I'm now in a position where I just touch base once a week with the team, figure out what's going on. If there's any issues, I present potential solutions and then that's pretty much it. So I don't get too involved with that now. And the reason for that is I've kind of moved over to what I'm considering being my ideal career for myself or my ideal business, um, which is something I've always tried a little bit. I've naturally done it and not really thought of it, but that's basically coaching. So I've decided I want to get more involved with coaching other people on how to establish their own first business. So going from having no business to making their first profit. Um, I'm uh -huh. still putting all of this together and I've just hired a very, very high level uh, coach who's going to be working with me closely to figure out the best way to basically provide this to my potential clients. So there's a few things I've been running over the last few weeks. So I have uh, a good group of clients now who are basically testing my process to see if it works. And I'm pleased to say a good few of them now are creating their own businesses um, a good few friends have used the same processes as well, and they're establishing their own businesses. So uh, one of the clients is setting up a fabricating business. So he fabricates all sorts of fantastic things like uh, uh, like he specializes in, in gothic roses, uh, some fancy contraptions for cars, the, the big metal grills and things like that. Um, he makes loads of cool stuff. Um, there's another client who's specializing in creating it sounds strange, but cat uh, climbing apparatus. Uh, so like cat trees, uh, big climbing frames and things like that. So he's been doing carpentry for a while. and But that's something he's, he's kind of a big fan of. He loves cats. And because he does the carpentry, he's decided mm -hmm. to niche down into that specific area. And to be honest, anybody who loves cats, they seem pretty crazy about their cats. So they spend a fortune on these things, which is, is cool for him. Um, I've got another client who I do racing with. He's decided to set up a go-karting racing store. So he sells custom-built suits, helmets, gloves, uh, all the racing gear. So there's, there's lots of things happening at the moment. Something I really enjoy, and that's my focus now for the foreseeable future. Man, you got a lot of caps. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, you know that saying, when you say you were trying to stay busy, it's... You definitely fit that part completely. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, on paper, it sounds like I do a lot, but I don't. Whenever I take on a project, I focus on that project. So now at the moment, once this whole current world lockdown situation is over and done with, mm -hmm. I'll be getting back to a little bit more karting again. Um, and apart from that, it, I'll be focusing on the family and then on obviously my, my current business project, which takes a few hours a day. I'm not a big fan of working uh eight ten twelve fifteen hours a day which i have done in the past you know it's it's very hard to enjoy and live life when you're working that many hours especially yeah. if you have a family or you have hobbies that you want to do and stuff so i try to keep it around four hours ideally less if i can per day and then aside from that it's just time with the family and and enjoying my hobbies that's awesome like so what what got you to start um so obviously the knowledge that you have, you have been basically helping others succeed as well. And obviously it's doing a very good job. Uh, let's go back on the racing standpoint. What what made you want to start racing? Well, to be honest, I'd been go-karting a few times as a kid. Um, and I think I was just one of those kids that picks something up and for some reason does, does very well at it. I mean... You know, these kids these days, they'll pick up a game on, on the console playing on a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 now, I guess, and they'll pick up a game and within, you know, within 20 minutes, they've they've mastered it. They're really good at it. And for some reason, when I was a kid, I was like that too. And I remember my father took me uh, go-karting a few times and we'd go on the track racing mm -hmm. against people that had their own helmets, they had their own suits and gloves and boots and they've got the neck braces and they've got their own seat inserts. And you look at these guys thinking, these guys are professional. These guys take this seriously. They must be really fast. Obviously, they're a bit bigger and, and heavier. I was quite light as a kid, but I'd go on track and I'd absolutely annihilate them. It was it was ace. I remember uh, when I was about 12 years old, my uncle organized a corporate event with, obviously, his colleagues from work. 
he'd organized it and there were a few spaces left and he knew me and my dad had been go-karting before and none of his colleagues had been so he decided to invite us to this this event and I think there were about 16 people that were racing on track uh well in the end my dad got first place and I got second place so both me and him claimed the trophies and all the other guys didn't really know who we were and they were a little bit upset but that's just kind of kind of how it went back then I mean racing now I race with some incredibly fast people. I mean, we're talking British uh, racing champions for for various uh, racing events, not just for go-karting. We we race with some incredibly fast people. And, you know, I do reasonably well at keeping up with them. I mean, uh, the first season for a particular series this year, which is currently on hold due to the current world situation again, it was meant to finish in July, but it kept getting prolonged. Um, And I'm currently... Mm -hmm second in my class in that championship and fifth overall out of about 40 races and these are some of the fastest guys in the country you know we're racing with with some of the people that I've raced with Lewis Hamilton and George Russell and you know there's some very very fast guys on the track so it's good fun to race with them guys you know it's a challenge when you find somebody who is better than you are uh, to try to figure out a way to keep up with them because I go on certain tracks and I think I'm reasonably good. And then you realize pretty quickly, you know, you might be good, but some of these guys are amazing. And to watch how to do it and to right. learn how they do it, to be able to grow and progress and get better and better is something I've always been a huge fan of. You know, I've, I've heard the saying many times, if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And if you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So basically, you always want to be in rooms where people are smarter than you so you can work up to their level or be in the room with people that have more money than you so you can kind of learn and work your way up to their level. And I guess the same applies with, with racing. Hey, I like I like that terminology. I Because, I mean, coming from a guy that did professional wrestling, you never know everything about the, the sport or any that hobby that you're you're doing. There's no such thing as someone ever knowing everything of yep. that, of that subject, the hobby, whatever it may be. So I love how you just put that terminology out there because it always challenges you. You don't always, yes, you have a, you have a cocky side to it. You have confidence as well, which you you deserve more than anything if you put so much hard work in. But you'll never get to that point where it's like I'll never. I'll never need to know anymore. Yeah, exactly. It will always test you to keep. Doing I think that. the best people in in their sport, in their craft, realize the more they learn, or the more they know, the more they realize they don't know. It's only the novices and amateurs that think they know everything. The experts in their field realize, you know, you cannot begin to comprehend the amount of stuff there is to learn. I mean, you might consider yourself a, a very experienced wrestler, but. There are obviously people in the world that have much more experience or have taken it to another level. And to spend time in the same room as them, you can obviously pick up from what they know, just being around those people all the time. You know, it helps you grow at a faster pace. If you're in a room full of people that have less experience than you, they don't really have anything to offer you. You're the one offering them all of the knowledge and the experience. Yeah, I agree with you. I love how you're using these examples on um so i do want to tap in a little bit more on this racing gig so uh obviously covid is still pretty bad where you're yeah, at yeah right yeah everything's so, still yeah i'm not sure how it compares across the world i know obviously some countries at the moment seem to have it back to normal ish but i think most countries have it pretty rough and some pretty damn severe so where we are at the moment think you know shopping centers are open um it's basically all luxuries are closed so restaurants are closed you know you can't go to the barbers you can't you can't go to the gym at the moment pubs are closed uh but all the essential places are still open i remember i mean yes with covid going on with me being an american and everything it's just there was only two things i always <laughs> actually it was three things that i was devastated when covid hit was obviously the gym because I mean, uh, I never have heard anywhere where the gym is going to be completely yep. shut down. Uh, like out of anything, I keep telling everybody on on so many scenarios, you would need to be healthy to obviously prevent sickness yep. and stuff like that. Which, in ways, that is true, but is also 
you can still get I'm not saying, oh, if you get a six pack or whatever, you're not gonna have you're not gonna get a chance of you having the COVID. Well, literally, that is completely false because we have had professional athletes that have gotten yeah, tested awesome. positive. We've had celebrities get tested positive. So uh, obviously that's not always true either, but it also it does help your immune system. And I was just so crazy to believe that gyms were closed. Like you were told you were not allowed to go to the gym, which and most times it's your choice if you yeah, want to exactly. go. So that was kind of crazy for me. Restaurants, obviously, because obviously not everybody wants to cook all the time. We, we Everybody could be real on this. Not everyone wants to cook dinner every night. It's very true. It's very true. Especially, especially if you are working so late one night and then it's just like, you know what? Let's order a pizza. And they're like, oh, yeah, pizza's closed. <laughs> oh, crap. All right. I guess we're doing dishes tonight. <laughs> Do you know the craziest bit for me that I noticed? I don't know if it was the same for, for you guys over there, but um, when the gyms closed down here, we were still allowed to go to the pub. So you could go to the pub and hang out with your friends. Um, in fact, no, sorry, the rule was you weren't allowed to go to the pub with your friends, but if you happened to meet them there, that was perfectly okay. But you could go to the pub, you could have as many drinks as you want. The pubs were closed at 11 p.m., but you couldn't go to the gym. And it seems very confusing to me how they, you can prioritize going for <laughs> a pint over going to the gym and remaining healthy. When obviously we were promoting a healthy lifestyle is going to help you in the current world situation. You know, it, it doesn't guarantee prevention of catching it. It reduces the chances. And obviously, if you do catch it, it increases the chances that you'll make it through fine. But, you know, you can go to the pub, but you can't go to the gym. That just blew my mind Did that. I'm sure a lot of people would have loved to hear that one. <laughs> hey, you can still go to the bars because in because where we were at, bars were closed. Everything bars are still. I don't. I don't believe are fully all fully open again. And most bars did take major hits where I'm at is because obviously it's a small yeah. area, and bars are closed. They're not gonna be able to pay their rent. They're not able to pay whatever they got to do to keep the alcohol ball, the license and everything like that. So some have actually went out of business due to COVID. So that's crazy to believe <laughs> it's okay to go to bars, yeah, but not to stuff. the gym. <laughs> so um, the race car gig, I know I, I just find really interesting with that. So do you prefer just the go-kart or what are they called? Stock carts? I'm not sure. Or, or do you also raise – like race car, like obviously like professional race cars. So as well. for me, the part that I enjoy the most, we find a lot of people that start off in go kart and will press up, uh, they'll progress onto different series, basically in faster, bigger cars with a higher price tag. So I mean, go karting, you can race pretty, pretty seriously. Um, you know, you can do it as a hobby, and it might cost you three or four k per year, which is four or five k US dollars. You know, you can race quite a bit at, at that price mm. for the year. Um, you can progress onto other series and they might cost you 10 to 20K per year, but people kind of just progress further and further to the next level. And the way I see it is I don't actually gain anything from racing fast cars on a track. Yes, it looks good on social media when I'm racing mm -hmm. fast cars, uh, but the reality is you're doing the same stuff on the track, but you're doing it faster. So for me, the top speed on a track doesn't make a difference. What I enjoy doing is the racecraft, is the battling on track, trying to perfect the racing lines while someone's trying to get past you, you know, or you're looking for an opening to try and get past somebody else. It doesn't matter if you're doing that at 40 miles per hour or you're doing that at 120 miles per hour. For me, I'm happy sticking at a low speed. It's just the battle that I want to do. You know, it's, it's the, I want to have some sort of competition on track. I want a championship to aim for. I don't really need to go and pay 50 to 100k per year to race some high level cars that cost an absolute fortune to repair every time you scrape it. And, you know, if you do have a crash, you know, we, cr we crash the cart sometimes and it hurts. Even if you, you hit a wall at 30 miles per hour, you know, it hurts. It's incredibly uncomfortable. I don't recommend it. But to do that at 100 miles an hour, it has a serious effect on your life. You know, even if you manage to come out reasonably well from it which you're incredibly lucky if you do it still has a knock-on effect with your day-to-day -day life with 
I don't know, with regards to running a business or you want to go out for a walk with the kids, but you've got some bruised ribs, so you can't give your, your kids a piggyback or whatever it may be. You know, I, I don't want to be crashing at those speeds. It's it's too serious for me. I want to see it as a relaxed hobby with occasionally a bit of tense competition. That's what I like. That's awesome. So, um, so you're saying, I'd love how you just said this. So you would rather go at a, a easy, moderate speed to race somebody instead of going buck wild crazy just for your, your health, your safety, and obviously just to, to be able to do stuff with your family. That shows true character for yourself because it's just crazy to believe how much it costs just to race cars. And I totally agree with you on this. And, I mean, I go back to my professional wrestling persona was, yeah, these hobbies take a lot out of people. <laughs> and I've never knocked on race car drivers or anything. And But, yeah, man, if you're going over 100 miles an hour, even if you're going 30, the car's still going to hit the wheel, uh, still hit a wall. It's not like it's bulletproof and not where it's going to be like, oh, like a Mario game, like Mario Kart, a great example. You you just drive by a little a power up box and all of a sudden you're safe for like a good 15 yep. or 16 seconds. Like that, that is not the real world of racing. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. And the thing is, it depends on your budget. I mean, that, that's People awesome, tend man. to uh, adopt hobbies that are relative to the amount of money they earn. And don't get me wrong, some of these carters, mm -hmm. they are genuinely – 100% convinced that they are going to make it to Formula 1 or at least Formula 2. So we go to some of these events and there mm -hmm. are people pulling up in million-pound or million-dollar trucks with basically a, a massive, expandable... It's almost like a building popped out of the back of these trucks and they've got their own mechanics they hire to come with them. You know, They've got their own workshops in the back of these trucks. They've got full livable accommodation, which is like five-star accommodation. You know, I went to one of these events recently and we went on, I think we went on the Tuesday and on the Sunday before they had the practice for the British Karting Championship. So we went on the Tuesday. There were nobody on the track racing, but all of their trucks were still there. Some of the people were still staying in the trucks and there must have been a hundred million pounds or a hundred million dollars worth of trucks and vehicles and huts and buildings in the car park of the track. And they're all waiting until the following Friday when the actual event started. So they get there a week early, they practice all week, they spend tens of thousands of pounds on new tires, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands of pounds on new engines, just constantly replacing them because they get that much practice. And it's insane. And we went there and we spent, I think we had about two hours on track. And we spent 115 pounds, I think it was. And for me, that is more than enough. I don't need to race on their level where they're spending millions and they're taking it incredibly serious. Like so serious it is their life because they see it as, you know, it's a lot of fathers that are pushing their sons or daughters to go down the racing route because they want them to become Formula One champions. Oh. Because obviously there's hundreds of millions of pounds available if you become an F1 uh, racer. You know, there's a lot of money involved. So they're spending millions on getting their kids to that level because they believe it will pay off one day. But the reality is there's 100,000 kids racing in the UK every year and every single one of them thinks they're going to make it to F1. You know, 1% of them probably won't. That's like, that's like anyone going to the professional sports or anything. So say like if anybody's playing basketball, uh, their parents are always going to always want them to try to make the NBA just because of so much money you put into the travel team, so much money you put yeah. into their AA teams, so much money you put into the college, everything, and you think it's all going to pay off at the end, and just one little thing could happen or something yeah. like that, and it's gone. Uh, I totally – I that's awesome. So is is that sport really like one of the main popular sports out there? Um, I'm going to say on a global scale, when it comes to TV and things, you know, televised events, I'm going to say F1, Formula One is up mm -hmm. there, um, especially in the UK. I mean, in the UK, when it comes to motorsports, we tend not to watch other kind of motorsports like uh, you do in America. You know, we don't we don't really watch the stock car racing. We just watch Formula One. Um, mm -hmm. Apart from that, we watch mm -hmm. a lot of football, also known as soccer. 
Um, that's that's probably the main spot we watch mm-hmm. over here. So we've got football, rugby, and Formula One, and I think that's pretty much it. You never thought about doing um, rugby. So when I was a kid, I wasn't uh, the biggest built person, and we did at school on a few occasions. Uh-huh. And it was just a case of the big school bullies chasing the non-school bullies. It was. So I think I got a bad taste. You know, as a kid, I wasn't the biggest person, so I was far from being the school bully. Um, it was just an uncomfortable experience running around in the rain and the wet. You know, it's it's all muddy. UK has not got the best weather, so it wasn't fun when I was a kid. I'm a little bit bigger now. You know, I'm I'm six foot three, so I'm pretty tall and I'm far from being slim. But some of these guys that play rugby or American football, they're monsters. They are huge. And I really, really wouldn't want one of these guys tackling me. Mm-hmm. That, that probably hurts me. <laughs> hey, I, I'm thinking just because of the way you're saying with the stock car and stuff like that. I mean, in a way, it could kind of be the same differential, but obviously, sometimes, but obviously, in a car, you can avoid the wall more than being tackled 24/7 playing rugby. Because even with me being American and stuff like that, rugby yeah. is a tough sport. And uh, it's 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 definitely for the guys that literally are able to hold their own in that. I kind of call it like professional wrestling a little bit, but with a ball. And there's no pra- there's no practices, and there's basically no breaks. You just going in there and just tearing somebody well, up I if they get that kind ball. Of got to be wired in a certain <laughs> way to kind of enjoy. Uh, the I can't think the best way to explain it a typical testosterone infused you know aggressive uh, it's almost like fist to fist you know it's, it's a very physical sport against somebody else you know for you to be prepared to run at someone head on at 10 to 15 miles per hour running against a guy who weighs however many hundreds of pounds you know it's you've got to be wired in a certain way to actually enjoy that and not be too worried about what the outcome is. No pads either. Like, you have nothing to support you. Like, you were going in there with what the good Lord blessed you with, and then if you've been in the gym, highly recommend if you're going to play rugby. (laughs) So, um, I do want to go back on uh, some – when you were saying stuff about running. So, what – so what has made you actually more consistent with running now than what it kind was of a, took a different sport. approach to it. So when I ran in the past, I kind of set out a goal. So I wanted to be able to achieve a certain distance within a certain amount of time, or I wanted to keep a certain pace throughout my run. And I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to mm-hmm. stick to it. And I know my mentality is once I skip a day, you know, when it's going to the gym or going running and things like that, if I skip a day, I know it's incredibly easy to skip the second day. And once I skip the second day, I've already admitted defeat and mm-hmm. that's it, I'm done. So when I've run in the past, I've pretty much done that. For whatever reason, I've had to skip a day, you know, either I'm feeling ill or there's something else I need to do and it's messed up the routine. Once that first day is skipped, then the second day is just so much easier. It always has been. Um but this time around, I took a much more relaxed approach to it. I've not approached it with the goal of being able to run 10K or 5K or run a certain distance in a period of time. I'm basically running now to get myself out of the house and to kind of maintain a higher level of mental health. I know how much exercise is important for you. And being sat at the computer each day... Uh, You've just set yourself to a manageable goal to where you know for a fact it's going to be good for you, but if you don't succeed in it, at least it's not like you put so much effort into it. It's like you put it into a a manageable goal to where it's a good choice, not like, okay, I'm going to start running and I'm going to run a 10K in the fastest time I possibly can. No, like there's absolutely no way yep. anyone's going to just start doing that after just starting running. Uh, that sport, even when as good in the shape I am and it, and I've been running for a long time, I know my body would probably not be built for something like that at all. And this is coming from a guy that's played basketball, played football, uh, very heavily now in competitive flag football, stuff like that, even with wrestling. I mean, I've always been with stuff that has very good cardio, but running itself yep. is a different background. 
Uh, it's second to none. I give anyone props to do it. It takes a lot out of you, and you have to have a very great amount of endurance to do it. I agree. It. So, I mean, I only run now for fun. I mean, if I rewind to when I was a kid, whenever I had to go somewhere, I'm going to see a friend or I'm going to the shop. As soon as I stepped out of the door, I'd start running because I had the energy and I enjoyed it. You know, I wanted to run as fast as I could everywhere I went. Obviously, as you get older, that's a little bit trickier. So now when mm. I run, I just run as as far as I want to run before I run out of steam. And then, you know, if I've run quite a distance, I'm happy to walk home. I just I run when I fancy it. I'll slow down once I've run out of steam and I need to catch my breath, then I might run again. Rather than saying, you know, when you reach a limit where you need to push yourself to go that little bit further, if I'm not enjoying it at the time, I'll just, I'll slow down. That's perfectly okay. And it's worked for me because I've been doing it now almost every day for about three months. So I'm far from being a long distance runner, but I'm out there, I'm exercising. It's kind of improved my physical health, my mental health. I can, you know, I can do more work-wise. You know, I, I think faster, I think smarter. I'm just at a, a higher level now, I guess. Okay. Hey, at least that just means you're making improvements and you're achieving your goal. Uh, you set a manageable goal to where you know you can succeed. And congrats on that. I know that's a very tough, very tough task at times. I know that can be really hard, but at least now you are setting yourself up for a goal and you are going out there and you and you're putting all the effort you can. And if it's not what you're looking at, you, you can still go, you know what? I gave it my yep. all. I'm okay with what I've done. So that just speaks a lot of volumes on you. That shows how consistent you are. And I can tell how true of a family man you are, even with all these store, all these accolades you got so far. Uh, that is just amazing that you can, that you can manage it up to like four hours a day. That is <laughs> amazing. I don't know Time how you can do it. <laughs> There's a, something I teach in one of my coaching courses, which I refer to as a priority map. And basically we figure out what our number one priority is, mm -hmm. what our number one goal is that we want to achieve. And we write that down and then we split that into three sections on what we need to achieve to achieve the main goal. So let's say right at the top, I don't know, you want to, you want to buy a half a million dollar house. Then you break that down into what three things you need to achieve to get mm -hmm. there. And then you break those three things down into three more and you keep breaking it down. So basically you have a pyramid shape, but right at the bottom, are very simple, easy, bite-sized tasks that you can just pick up and do right away. And then gradually over time, you kind of work your way up this pyramid, ticking off all of the tasks until you get to the top. So if I have four hours per day, I just decide which tasks I'm doing. I get them done without any distractions and I tick each one off as I go. And that allows you to achieve the big stuff that most people don't because they don't really have a clear map. They don't have a path. They're not sure where to go. Yep. So basically self-balance. That's that's awesome. That, that speaks true volumes. And I hope a lot of people that are listening to this really understand that. Like that that speaks a lot. And I mean, and you don't just sit here and basically do this stuff to work till your daggum head falls off. You are doing it to where you know you can management manage it and you achieve what you got out of it. And it's kind of like your running gig. I love how you're doing your work standpoint as the way you are doing your running. You are putting a, a manageable goal, and you're going out there and achieving it. And if it's not what you've wanted, at least you have gave it your all, and you're you're settled with that's that. That's it. If you find that. something that's, that's awesome. not what you want to do, that's then it. at least you've discovered, you know, a lot of people are struggling trying to figure out what they want to be, what their purpose is. That's incredibly difficult to do, but what you can discover quite easily is what you don't want to be and what is not your purpose. So, you know, maybe one day I'll discover running is not what I want to continue doing, but at least I can tick that off and say I gave it a shot. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like your bucket list. You actually achieved something, and at least you're going out there and you're you're taking a risk. You're going out there and trying it out. There's so many people that will look at something and they'll have a judgment about it, but they won't even try to have an open mind about it or even go and try it out. There's 
things out there that people would just sit here and want to badmouth stuff and then be like, can you, can you do any better? Can you go out there and do better than what you're bashing? Can, can you go out there and run a, a 4K in that type of time? Even though if that was slow, what you're sitting here saying that guy has ran, can you do better? And then most of them just sit there and go, you know, I'm not built like that. <laughs> then what gives you the right to say what you're saying? Like, you're not going out there to take an effort. You're bashing somebody else, but you're not going out there and trying it out. You're not going out there to observe it yourself and see how hard it is, really is before you're sitting over there judging somebody else. That's that's awesome, though. I, I love how you got your work schedule, man, because that just when I started this episode off with you, you just list so much accolades. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, for him to be a family man, how much time is he getting to really spend with his family? And the way you've said this now, I'm just like, wow. Like, that is awesome. I know your kids, your wife, all of them are very blessed of well, just for you itself because of all of this hard work. Because obviously there is guys, there is people in the world that would have all these accolades but probably only be able to spend maybe an hour with their family, maybe 30 minutes with their family because they're so doggone dreadfully tired. And that just speaks major, major, major I appreciate character that. for yourself. Um, I want to talk about your, um, your Microsoft gig that you got. Um, so what well, actually, um, what is the future for you right now? So obviously with COVID going on, like, how has it really affected you? Has it made you go just take a step back, realizing, going, maybe what I was doing, I could do better on this? Or is it, you know what, I'm at a great pace, I'm at a great mindset right now, and it's not going to affect me, and we're going to just keep continuing, obviously, when it gets back, so, when it gets so back to opening. Moment, and I'm actually in a reasonably good place, um, trying, you know, with, with some clarity on where I'm heading. Um, as for covid I try not to let mm -hmm. it affect my day-to-day -day life. You know, I, it, it seems to have become a trend um, that people are talking about everywhere, the news, the radio, newspapers, you know, friends, family. Anytime you meet up with somebody, that's what they want to talk about. And that's because it's it's something we're all experiencing together. We have a com common interest, a common topic, so people want to discuss mm -hmm. it. But for me, I kind of avoid those conversations. I mean... I don't watch TV. I own a TV, but we only ever watch Disney or Netflix. Uh, if there's a show we want to watch or the kids are watching it. Um, so I don't watch the news. I sometimes catch the news on the radio when I'm driving somewhere. Um, but apart from that, I kind of get my COVID information mm -hmm. from other, other people around me, but I try to stay away from it. I kind of see it as I'm not going to do anything. It's a negative vibe. It is. It's really a negative vibe. And you you get the, you get the people that sit here and say, "Man, I wish I could go on vacation. I wish I could do this." Yes, this is not what everybody's wanted, but I call this as a reset button. This is a true time for you to just take a step back and realize what you're doing. Is it what is making you happy? Is it what that is making your priorities good for yourself, for good for you? Because if it's not, this is your chance. This is your chance to push a reset button and start over. This is a chance for you to actually make yourself happy, make build it up to where you will be happy to wake up in the morning, be happy to come to a nine to five or whatever type of job you're possibly doing. This is a chance for everyone to just take a step back and go, you know what? It's time for a change. And that's how I see COVID. I've obviously there's, like like you just said, you're in the UK and I'm in America and we're still having to deal with the same thing. Now, obviously, the UK, everything overseas outside of the United States, I feel like is taking this Corona stuff way more serious, which is definitely needed to be. Um, y'all obviously will not have that many cases of stuff because of how serious and how much y'all are taking this. Uh, America, obviously, we are up and running slowly now. But we're not all fully there yet, but at least we're all continuing. We're not just sitting yep. here taking a pause and saying, you know what, we give up. So that that's pretty much all that anyone ever can do with the COVID situation. Uh, I call it the mask era. 
completely. It is the generation Can you imagine of me winding the two, era. three, four years ago, <laughs> thinking that in 2020 we'll all be wearing masks and all businesses will be shut down. And that's going to be the new trend. Like anyone would sit here and like, just for my style or whatever, obviously you would look at shoes. It would always go with some outfit that you're trying to dress with. Now you're trying to ma- yep. match a mask <laughs> with your outfits. <laughs> <laughs> mask is now a business, a a business casual thing now. It's crazy. <laughs> the most cheapest and most most used thing yep. that on the world yeah, right now crazy, is right? the mask. <laughs> Halloween every day now. But yeah, John, I appreciate you doing this with me today, man. Uh is there anything you want to finish on? That that was awesome. Uh I definitely love to hear about the racing thing because that was really cool. And man, just how much y'all fork over money wise just to do yeah, stuff it, like it that. Get, it can get crazy, crazy great. expensive. <laughs> but like I said, for the sake of you know the the amount of extra money you have to spend to get to the next level for me, there's not enough return. There's not enough reward for it. For me, I'm happy racing at the level that I do as mm-hmm. a bit of a, it's, you know, it's just a hobby. I think we all need hobbies. And I think the older we get, the majority of people kind of let them hobbies really? slide. They put them to one side because they're no longer, no longer a priority. And I think you kind of need to realize at some point, COVID's a perfect opportunity to realize what your priorities should be and kind of reshuffle your life, hit that reset button, figure mm-hmm. out what it is you want to do. And if you have some hobbies you've missed out on over the years, something you used to do as a kid. I mean, even if you played soccer as a kid and you enjoyed it, the social aspect, the competition aspect, the fitness aspect, you know, it's okay to get back into that now. There's lots of other people at the same fitness level as you that are wanting to start even a five-a-side uh, team. You know, it's, it's good to get back into those things. And if you have a hobby uh that you still do and you're not happy with the nine to five you know you can figure out different things learn to monetize your hobby there are ways to monetize almost any hobby i've not come across any hobby that cannot be monetized as of yet and i think it's incredibly important that we do things that we love my daughter now she's passionate about riding horses when i was a kid i never had a passion there was nothing really that i i wanted to do there was no path that i wanted to follow and it took me many many years to figure out what my path was going to be, but she's passionate about horses. And I've told her, I've made it clear to her, don't worry about the career when you're older. Absolutely not an issue. What is should be your priority is that you continue to follow your passion and we will figure out the finances behind it. Even if you, you know, whatever that passion is, we'll monetize it. You don't need to earn crazy, crazy amounts of money. You can earn good money while still following your dreams. I think that's incredibly important. Most people ignore that. Hey, that's awesome, man. Um, you want to plug in your social media? Yeah, so uh, I can I can do that. So if you check out, so if you have a look on Facebook for John Paragon, um, uh, I don't think there's too many of us, so I should be easy enough to find. Uh, but if you want my URL link, it is uh, J Arrow. 2019 so facebook.com forward slash j arrow that's just the letter j uh 2019 and you should find me and also if you're interested in the coaching stuff that i do you can check out paragonhustle.com which is p-a-r-a-g-o-n-h-u-s-t-l-e that's dot com so that's more involved with learning to monetize your hobbies and figuring out your your ideal business I help you discover that and put it into play and kind of get to a point where you don't have to work the 12 hour days. Nobody should be working 12 hours a day. That's not a life. Stick to four hours a day. That should be your limit. But it takes time to get there and it takes sacrifice and it takes learning. You know, it it can't be done in a week. You do have to figure out what it is you want to do and kind of work towards that goal. But once you get there, it kind of allows you a lot more, a lot more freedom to, to enjoy things. And I'm blessed to be at that position now. Hey, John, I, that was beautiful, man. Um, I appreciate you doing this with me today. Uh, obviously, I know we had little mishaps at first, but I'm so glad we did this. And, uh, man, I it's appreciate been good this. Fun. And I hope Thanks you have for a great me. day.
Thank you. Bye. No problem. All right. I know people go to gyms day in and day out trying to find a way to get in shape. They also told by personal trainers to lose weight as they be on the treadmill. You do that for so much and they don't get the results. If you are the person that I am describing, go check out Vector Fit. I mean, is check out Thomas Hatton. He is a trained personal trainer. He is a nutritionist. He writes down your workout plans. He gets you the result that you are needing. And even better, guys, I know we have that hard word that's the word dieting. And let me tell you, he brings a whole different level to that word. It is not just you not eat cake, you don't eat anything. No, he brings out what you really need for your body. He puts a training program specifically for your body. So check out Vector Fit at Facebook at Vector Fit. You can also check him out on Instagram at Vector Fit. Um, and also if you need to, if you're not really fond of social media, you can also call him at 904-548-8479. That is 904-548-8479. That is Vector Fit in Yulee, Florida area. Thomas Hatton, y'all. So if y'all want to change your body, hit him up. All right, time to get to go home cue. First and foremost, I'd like to thank John Paragon for coming on here today. And man, four hours a day. I still cannot believe it. Four hours a day, y'all. Four hours a day. And that man's making heck of money. Heck of money. So, I, yeah. I mean, it's just wow. But, I mean, it was it was awesome to talk to John today. Regardless of going on with lockdown with him, with the quarantine, corona and everything. Uh, just to come on here and just have a great chat with us. Uh, it's really awesome, and we appreciate John for coming on, for sure, definitely. But I want to literally just tell everyone a Merry Christmas again and a Happy New Year. And regardless of everything that's happened this year, everybody, everybody, don't take this holiday for granted. Enjoy it with your loved ones. Have blast. Drink cold ones, drink the hot chocolates, enjoy the snow if you're in that area or in Florida. It's supposed to get really cold tonight. So, I mean, we're going to get a cold Christmas even in Florida. So, I mean, that's a shocker because, I mean, I used to be able to just wear shorts and shirt every every Christmas day. So, this is really awesome to find out we're going to have a cold Christmas today. But, yeah, so... I guess we're going to wrap it up like we always do. I hope everyone washes his hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Do what you got to do. Protect what you got. And I will be back when I have more. Ho, 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 ho. Buzz down the road. Merry Christmas. Later.